This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is episode 95. Today's topic is a question. If there was a spiritual Olympics, would you win a gold medal? Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early. This is the place to explore and rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual meaning and see how we can apply it in our daily lives to learn how to pray more effectively, experience the healing presence of God in your life, and begin to get a taste of what Jesus meant when he promised us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. I am so grateful you're here. Today's topic is in the form of a question If there was a spiritual Olympics, would you win a gold medal? As I'm recording this and when this episode will be released, the 32nd Olympiad is taking place in Tokyo. I'm curious, have you been watching the Olympic Games this summer? It's always so amazing. New world records are set in speed and skill, and there's just so much amazing talent and excellence and good sportsmanship displayed during the Olympic Games. And I love hearing the backstories on some of the athletes. You hear some of the struggles they've faced, the hard work and dedication, not to mention the setbacks and challenges, but also the victories all along the way for the athletes, their families, the coaches, their friends, everyone. It's always so inspiring to hear some of these stories shared in the media. I haven't watched this summer as much as I have sometimes in years past, but it's always inspiring to see barriers and limitations being broken down on and off the playing field. And one thing I really appreciate is when an athlete gives the glory to God, whether it's for a victory that they've had, they've won a gold medal, or whether it's just a personal achievement. They're just running or swimming or diving or whatever they're doing in the Olympics to give glory to God, whether they win or not. And that's always very heartwarming to me. And I think that's a good role model for us in whatever we may do. I am certainly never going to be in the Olympic Games, but I can take that example and whatever I do, do it to the glory of God. The world on the other hand, has ascribed immense glory to winning a gold medal at the Olympics. And it is quite an achievement. It's an accomplishment that should be honored. But as I kind of hinted out, there are a lot more victories at the Olympics than just the three medals that are awarded in every event. There are so many personal triumphs that don't make it into the evening news. Sometimes just for an athlete to be at the Olympics at all, is a major victory and should be celebrated. Now, you're probably wondering, hey, James, what does the Olympics have to do with the Bible Speaks to You podcast? Well, I am so glad you asked that. Here's where we get into today's topic. 
Today we're going to talk about what it would be like if there was a spiritual Olympics. Now, I don't really know how this would work because in the Olympic Games, we judge things and determine winners based on material measurements of time. Think of races. How much weight is lifted? Think of barbells, that sort of thing. Distance, how far and how high someone could jump or how far they can throw something. What the score is in a soccer or a baseball or a tennis match. And then there are the excellence of form events like diving or synchronized swimming. Athletes are judged on how well they perform an event. So it's a little more subjective, but it's still based on the outward appearance of what's going on. None of the athletes at the Olympics are going to get a gold, silver, or bronze medal based on how loving or how humble or how patient they are. The Olympics judges who the winners are based on these outward measurements. And so if we're going to have a spiritual Olympics, we have to let go of those material outward measurements and look on the inward measurements of the heart. The problem with that is it's hard for us to measure what's really in someone's heart. Sometimes we see evidence of it in the way they act and the way they speak and the way they treat other people, but you still never really know what's in someone's heart. Even the prophet Samuel had trouble with this very thing. When God told him to go anoint a new king over Israel, he went to Jesse's home and he saw Jesse's oldest son, Eliab, and he was absolutely sure that he was going to be the next king. This is in 1 Samuel 16, verses 6 and 7. He looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his physical stature, because I have refused him. Now we could add for the Olympics how fast he can swim or run, how high or far she can jump. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. But Samuel didn't learn his lesson very quickly because the minute that he saw the second son, who was probably very much like his older brother, strong of stature, probably handsome, probably looked like you think you'd want your king to look. But God said no. God said no every time until he saw David. And when David came in the room, God said instantly, that's the one, anoint David. God saw what was in David's heart, and that's who was anointed king. In this case, only one person could be king. And in the Olympic Games, only one person can get a gold medal in a particular event. Unless, of course, it's a team event or there's a tie for first place. But in in thinking about these imaginary spiritual Olympics, everyone who meets God's standard gets a spiritual gold medal, so to speak. Here's how Paul describes it. This is 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Then he says, Run in such a way as to get the prize. 
he's kind of implying that every one of his listeners who runs the spiritual race and completes it will get the prize. Verse 25, he says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. It was made out of laurel leaves. Literally, at some point, it would decay and crumble. But then he adds, we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. That's kind of an interesting image for the Olympics, isn't it? He goes on, verse 27, No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Even in the Olympic Games, the athletes realize more and more it's not just about getting their body trained. They have to train and condition their thinking, their mindset. They have to be in the right mental attitude to be able to deal with all the pressure and all the expectations. We need that same sense of spiritual discipline and practice in the way we follow Christ. Well, so what is this spiritual prize Paul is talking about that he says will last forever? He starts to explore what this prize is in Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Boy, there's an event in the spiritual Olympics wanting to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. That's something we can strive for. That's something we can discipline ourselves to be ready to experience more and more in our lives every day. Paul goes on, I want to suffer with him sharing in his death so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. We do need sometimes for things in our life to die away. Bad habits, bad attitudes. We need things to die out of our lives so that we can experience a resurrection from those into what life is really all about. And that is an event in the spiritual Olympics. Then he goes on, verse 12. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved all these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on, here's another event, or really the same event in the spiritual Olympics, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. That phrase, forgetting the past, doesn't mean we sweep something under the rug and pretend like it didn't happen. The original Greek word means not to care for, not to be worried about, not to be preoccupied with. It means we have our sights set on the future, on where we're going, not where we've been. We can't be so wedded to what has happened in the past that we can't go forward. Think of this verse 14 in light of what's going on with the Olympics. I press on 
to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. What is that heavenly prize or that crown that will last forever that Paul keeps talking about? It's eternal life. And when I say eternal life, I'm not talking about something that just comes way off in the future after we die. Eternal life is something we can experience right now when Christ dwells in us and we dwell in Christ. So, in these spiritual Olympics, it would be God who is handing out the prize of life eternal. If it were up to us, as I said, we might misjudge whether someone was worthy of eternal life depending on all sorts of external factors based on the outward appearance of whether they were living what we thought was the appropriate Christian life. It's so easy to misjudge someone and not know really what's in their heart. And even if we do look at someone's heart, we can't always really discern what's there because we look through the dirty and distorted lens of our own opinions, preconceptions, and perspectives. What we see as a flaw in someone else, sometimes is a flaw in ourselves that becomes a lens that we look through and project onto them. Fortunately, we are not judges in what I'm calling the spiritual Olympics. God is. God is the one who discerns what's in our hearts. So, what would some of the events be in this spiritual Olympics? Which events would you be able to participate in with any hope of winning a gold medal, so to speak? One place to start is the Beatitudes. I talk a lot about the Beatitudes on the Bible Speaks to You podcast. You've probably noticed this if you've been listening for a while. I'm going to read through the Beatitudes, and let's see what the gold medals are when you compete in these spiritual events that we call the Beatitudes. This is Matthew 5, verses 3 through 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Okay, think of being poor in spirit as an event in the spiritual Olympics. What is the prize? What is the gold medal? Jesus says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In episode 93 of the Bible Speaks to You podcast, How to Be More Like Jesus, part 2, I talk about what it actually means to be poor in spirit. It's about realizing that you can't do things and live your life by yourself for yourself. You need God's help. He is the source of everything you have and everything you are and everything you do. Realizing and living out from your complete dependence on God is quite an event to participate in. Verse 4 Blessed are those who mourn. I'm sure you've never thought of mourning as an event in the Olympics. And what's the gold medal for that event? Jesus says that those who mourn will be comforted. That is an amazing gold medal, so to speak, because when you're mourning, to be comforted is priceless. When we lose something and we're mourning it, God comes in with his rich love and mercy and grace and shows us something of himself, and that comforts us. Blessed are the meek. There's an event in the spiritual Olympics. 
being humble and meek. Who is the most humble? What is the gold medal for being meek? It's inheriting the earth, enjoying the fullness of God's creation. That's a lot better than a gold medal in the Olympics, and all of us can do this. Verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And what is the gold medal for that event? They shall be filled. With what? With righteousness, God's righteousness. Here again, think of hungering and thirsting for righteousness as an Olympic event. It's not that you're competing with other people. That's not the point here. It's that you're striving, hungering, and thirsting for God's righteousness in your life. When you do that, God will give you his righteousness and fill your life up with it. Blessed are the merciful. And what is their prize? They shall obtain mercy. Well, if they're already merciful, why do they need more? Well, usually when we're merciful, it's in relationship to someone else. Jesus is promising that when we're merciful to others, we will get mercy as well. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That is quite a gold medal. To be truly pure in heart allows you to see, not literally, because God is invisible to the material senses, but to see, to understand, to know, to experience and feel God's presence. That's what it means to see God. And not just in some abstract way, but in practical ways, in the way you live your life, in the way you treat other people. When you are pure in heart, when your affections and motives are pure, pure love, without selfishness or egotism or any of those things that get in the way of our purity of heart, we will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. And what is their gold medal? They shall be called the sons of God. You see how all these things are related? They each have something to do with citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. This is the prize. This is the crown that will last forever. This is the gold medal in the spiritual Olympics, being in the kingdom of heaven, living, moving, abiding in the kingdom of heaven. Then we get to the events in the spiritual Olympics that we really don't want to participate in, but we usually do. Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus knew that when we experience persecution, it is an event that takes place in our lives. He knew that it would happen to us. He knew that we could get through it and that we would be rewarded in a sense. We would have our eyes opened. We would have a sense of our presence in the kingdom of heaven. Again, that's quite a gold medal in the spiritual Olympics. It's all about the kingdom of heaven. I have never really thought of the Beatitudes in this way until I put together this podcast episode, and I know I'm kind of stretching things a little bit here, but it's something to think about 
what Jesus was asking us to do, how he was expecting us to live our lives and not compete the way people do in a game where one person is the winner, but how to participate with life itself. I encourage you to think about each one of these Beatitudes and think about how you are participating in these events. Several years ago, actually several Olympics ago, I wrote a poem kind of along the lines that we've been talking about, and I'd like to share it with you. The title is, What is Your Best Olympic Event? Well, I did it again. It is 1.30 in the morning. I can't believe the hours have passed so quickly. There's just something about the Olympics that beckons me. The speed and strength, the endurance and grace of the athletes call out to my own hidden hopes for excellence. But I'll never break a world record in the 100-meter dash, that's for sure. Men and women from around the world have met to participate in breaking down barriers, removing limitations, individually and collectively. This is what my heart sees and hears. Hardships faced and overcome. Victories and defeats helping to dissolve the limitations of this material world. Now we come to my favorite events. I wonder who will win this year's gold medals in patience, humility, forgiveness, loving your enemies. Think about these dedicated athletes at the Olympics right now. To win a medal, they have to dedicate hours each day for years to practicing their sports. We have to do the same thing. We need to practice our patience, our humility, our brotherly love, our forgiveness, our gratitude, all these spiritual events on a daily basis, week after week, month after month, year after year for our whole lives. And yes, it is hard work, and there are challenges. There are victories and there are failures. Sometimes you express that love or that forgiveness so perfectly, and everyone is blessed. Other times, I know for me, I've lost my patience or my pride flares up, and I don't necessarily win any gold medals in the spiritual Olympics on some days. But the Bible encourages us to keep going forward. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. There's the prize in another sense is we fix our eyes on Jesus. We keep focusing on what we're striving for. We're striving to be more like Christ, to live the ideals that Jesus taught us in the Sermon on the Mount, in those Beatitudes, but throughout his ministry, throughout the Gospels, we see what Jesus wants us to do and how to live our lives. That's the race we're running, is to persevere, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. 
So which events in the Spiritual Olympics will you participate in and which ones will you get a gold medal in? You could do a sweep and get the gold medal in every event. It does take perseverance and it does take discipline. The cool thing about the Spiritual Olympics is they don't just come around every four years. They're every day. And the more we discipline ourselves in these events, the more we will excel and the more often we will get that quote-unquote gold medal. So let's go for the gold. Let's strive to follow Christ, to hunger and thirst after righteousness, to be peacemakers, to be meek. In short, to think more like Christ, to act more like Christ, to be more like Christ. Thanks again so much for being here today and listening. I'm so grateful you're here. If you think of someone who might enjoy today's episode, please share it with them. And if you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast and haven't subscribed, please go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com. Click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar, fill out the form, and that way you'll always be notified when a new episode comes out. You can also listen on any of the podcast apps on your phone or your devices. As always, I will have in the show notes the Bible references that I've quoted today. Just go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 095. This is episode 95. And speaking of episode 95, soon we're getting to episode 100. And as you've heard me say the last several weeks, I would love for you to help me celebrate. And this is how to do it. Here's the question I would like you to answer to help me celebrate episode 100 of the Bible Speaks to You podcast. If you could talk to anyone in the Bible except for Jesus, who would it be and what would you ask them? If you have the ability to record that yourself and send it to me, that would be great. Or if not, You can make an appointment with me and I will record it as we speak so that I can put your answer in your voice as part of episode 100. Now, please do not be shy. I know some people might be thinking, oh, well, my voice doesn't sound good. We can make all kinds of excuses. Let me tell you, God gave you a beautiful voice. Whether you realize it or not, your voice is beautiful. And all of my listeners would love to hear your voice answering that question. To get full instructions, go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash celebrate. You'll see what to do, where to send the audio file if you record it yourself, or how to make an appointment with me so that we can have a mini recording session and I can get your answer that way. I really look forward to hearing your answers to the question. I've already gotten some responses, and it's wonderful to hear who people would like to talk to in the Bible. I can't wait to hear from you. This is going to be so much fun. If you're listening to this episode after the fact, then go to episode 100 and check it out. See what everybody's answer is. That will be thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash one zero zero. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm so grateful you're here. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. 
God bless.